The weather is definitely getting warmer here in the Midwest and might I suggest switching up your morning coffee routine and instead of just having some delicious hot coffee, how about try Life Boost's cold brew coffee? And I am not done there, guys. Get yourself some cold brew, throw it in a blender, put some protein powder in there. I like to add cocoa powder because it's very low-calorie, a little PB2, a little almond milk, some stevia. You blend that shit up, you're welcome. You don't even have to say thank you because I already know you're going to say thank you. So, life boost. Let me just. The other day, Brandon made it for us. And when I watched him do this, because I'm not good at like doing stuff like that, he, he's like, it was really easy. He just threw some of the life boost cold brew comes in like its own little filter packet. And you just throw it into a container with some water and bam, bada bing, bada boom. You got life boost. You got cold brew. You got a good morning shake in the morning. So, if you want to save yourself, 30% on some cold brew, you can use our code of UNMASKED, that's U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D, to save yourself 30%. So Brandon is in week three of fight camp, and I know he would be absolutely miserable without the sponsor that we're about to talk to you about, A Place to Float. Truly, this place is absolutely amazing. We've met some of the coolest people here. I love it here. But we go to relax. So there is a small, I think I called it the bubble of relaxation. It's filled with warm water and magnesium sulfate that allows your body to float effortlessly while in the tank. This is super crucial for people who do sports and beat up their body all the time because it helps your body ease muscle tension, joint pain, all of it. If you are not sold yet, let me tell you something right now. We have an offer for you and it's new, so you better tune in. You can use our code UNMASK to get a free float. That's right, F-R-E-E, but don't put free in the code. Put UNMASK, U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D. You're welcome. In a world of ordinary, it's time to unmask the extraordinary with Unmasked, the podcast. With your host, Brandon Zimmerman. Welcome to Unmasked, the podcast. I feel like everybody knows just about everything about me. Eye candy of the night, 100%. <laughs> and Sarah Zimmerman. I want to be on the back end of RTV and just like, kick, 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 I saw Amanda Nunez and I'm pretty sure I fell in love with her. I want to just be her. It's time to unmask your true potential. Hi, welcome to Unmasked the Podcast. We are here with Jamie Bradley, our Muay Thai coach extraordinaire. <laughs> We're happy to have her here. Yes, very happy. Amazing. Yay. Okay, so let's talk about your origin story because I think something that we've been like kind of implementing is like every superhero has an origin story. And, you know, whether it be Batman in the alleyway, you know, Spider-Man getting bit by a spider. What is your origin story? Yeah, what, How did you get to this spot where you were? What triggered this whole event? Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started training Muay Thai in 2005, um, and it was a New Year's resolution to myself. Um, so kind of going backwards, um, I'm an individual that has struggled with my weight and with body image and self-esteem issues. 
um, growing up. And, um, you know, I was, I, I've always been athletic. Um, I got a full-ride softball scholarship to Butler University to play Division One softball. Um, so, I mean, physically, I had a lot of reason to feel confident um, about what my body was capable of. But, um, you know, the numbers on the scale and how um, I perceived my body, um, you know. So, anyway, kind of that, that story of, like, losing weight, gaining weight. Like, I did Weight Watchers in high school, you Same know what I mean? Ball. Yeah, Same. so, like, it's, yeah. we're talking about a, a, li a lifetime of, I mean, like, I, I could show you picture after picture. It's like, will Jamie be fat or skinny, you know? Like, that's just, is the whole timeline, uh, you know, kind of, of, of my struggle. Um, and so, went to college, played softball, graduated college. Uh, I always tell people I continued to eat like I was a college athlete, but it did not train like one. Um, and I was 230, 35 pounds at the time. Um, and I was actually a health and wellness uh, PE teacher. Um, and I you know, was a pretty poor example for my students of what a health and a wellness teacher should be. So um, really, I just kept driving past this little gym and it was like, free intro lesson, you know, Muay Thai, kickboxing. And I was like, that would be really cool, man. Yeah. And I drove past it for an entire semester. Um, and then January, you know, December, January came around. I was like, you know, I'm going to go, go find out what this is about. And I went in and I instantly fell in love with it and the way it made me feel, um, you know, made, made me feel strong, empowered. Um, I think it reconnected me to my body and that my body was strong, um, regardless if I was 235 or, you know, if I was, um, when I fought the lowest I weighed in 119, you know, like it didn't, it didn't matter where the scale was, right? My body was, is, was capable. Um, and so uh, I got in, trained, started training, uh, lost weight, you know, just high intensity, obviously, sure. like going from inactive yep. to active. And then, you know, then you start to see some results, you get more motivated, you get dialed in, and then you start to get those goals and, um, you know, really started to get after it. And then um, had my first fight in 2007. Um, and I fought, I think, at like 132 for that fight. Um, and, uh, fought again 2008 at that time um you know here in the midwest there weren't really local promotions so both of those were down at the ikf tournament in orlando florida um and there just really wasn't a, a ton of opportunity to fight so i don't actually have like a lengthy fight record or career um so um just kind of got into to training and um continued to train and then you know at, at some point um I never really dreamt that I would be teaching, and I certainly didn't dream that I would own my own gym. Interesting. Yeah, like it was never it was never the goal. Like in fact, I had people um, when I was actively training at my first gym that would be like, "Oh, you should just you know switch gyms or open your own gym or what?" Like you know, I'm like, "Oh, oh no! Like that's just yeah. silly. Like stop that foolish talk." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and then in 2013, a good friend of mine uh, was opening his gym, and he wanted it to be uh, a combat sports academy of sorts where they did a lot of different training, but heavy um, boxing, Muay Thai, karate, judo, all of these things were what were offered, along with a big uh, football focus and stuff like that. So it was, a, it was a phenomenal gym, but he came to me and he was like, I want you. You're going to run the Muay Thai program for my gym. And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not qualified, uh, and I can tell you that dudes don't want to learn from a chick. 
yeah. quote. That's exactly what I told him. I was Thank like, you. guys don't want to learn from a woman. And he was like, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong on all of it. And I was like, I, I'm not. I'm not wrong. You know, I'm never wrong. No. <laughs> um, and so uh, he, was, he, just, he was like, I think you're wrong. And he just was relentless. Um, he just kept asking, you know, you're going to be my coach. You're going to be my coach. And I'm like, no, man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm not. Um, and I'm really grateful that he didn't ever let up because he just wore me down. So then I was like, okay, fine. I guess I am. <laughs> um, and so 2013, uh, I started coaching. And um, I felt like, though, especially as a woman, but also, um, you know, it's kind of called a spade a spade. Muay Thai in the Midwest does not really get the recognition or kind of the credibility no. that uh, our coasts do. You yeah. know, like, you know, I felt like I needed something to validate um, me being a coach um, as a woman, but as a coach in the Midwest. So yeah. I kind of went on the internet and was like, you know, looking for resources, like who could I find to be a mentor? Who could kind of help me um, in this journey? And uh, I came across a gentleman named Buck Grant. Um, and so I reached out to him and, and kind of his backstory. Um, he training for a very long time, but was actually um, a coach on, uh, I think it was called Fight Girls in Thailand. It was Master Toddy's um, camp. So like he, he literally was like a right-hand man to Master Toddy um, and in Thailand and was a coach on that on that series. Um, so it's like Thailand's Ultimate Fighter yeah, kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, cool, and yeah, you'd cool. have to go back and like pull, uh, see if you can find video and stuff. Um, but yeah, so like his... His background, uh, very legit, very real, and I reached out to him. Um, you know, you could get some pushback um, because he, he does do a crew certification program, okay. which is a very, very touchy subject. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could, I could dive into that too. Um, but for me, at that time, I felt like um, the general population doesn't understand that a crew certification is a touchy subject, they just see a certification, right? And so um, I started training with him, um, really enjoyed his coaching style, his philosophy, all of it, um, you know, was awarded the, the title of crew. Again, you know, it's, uh, it's very touchy. I don't like run around and ask people to call me crew <laughs> or anything like that. Like, um, I do love the play of the, the word crew just for my personal background, being a licensed teacher um, and being in education, like that's my profession. That's what I went to school. I've uh, you know been a teacher for 18 years in public ed. Um, so for me, the word crew like just has that kind of sentimental value to it is that I am a teacher. Um, because again, I know, like I, th I think probably some people take issue with the fact that our gym name is Crew Fit. You know, like um, yeah. I haven't heard it, but yeah. yeah. So sure Crew for for maybe those who don't know, because I definitely didn't know, it means teacher in Thai. Thai. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, do they hold like teachers at a higher esteem, or is it like like why was it such a touchy subject? I don't know the drama behind the. So the the uh, the issue here in America is right that um, so Muay Thai, you know, it doesn't have belts and levels and systems, right? And uh, people will monetize it here in America. They will put all that in there. Absolutely. Um, and again, the general public doesn't know any better, right? right, right, right. Um, and so 
people just kind of will view uh, someone here in America referring to themselves as a crew as very disrespectful to the Interesting. Earth. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's seen as disrespectful. Like, so if I'm like, I'm a crew, right? Like, there there is a, a whole group of people um, that believe, you know, how dare you call yourself a crew? Okay. You know, you're not from Thailand. I got you. you know, I got like you. It, yeah. Um, and then there's other people, and and I'm I'm probably like kind of middle of the road. Like I respect it. I respect the um, the value of the title and the history and rich tradition to it. Um, but I don't think that um, an American calling themselves a crew or a student calling their American teacher a crew is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, that, that's kind of a, for me, it sounds like an old school mentality. Yeah. Like, as stuff grows, I mean, they should be excited that it came over yeah. here and got big and, and people yeah. want to be a part of that, you know? Yeah. I think it's just like a, like a gatekeeper yeah. mindset. I just like that it is it is true to the origins of Muay Thai, yeah. right? I mean, like, um, I think if you're coming in and training, you should know some things about the rich history and culture, um, traditions, training style, all of the things. Like, I mean, it is a, a beautiful art form, and that's what I fell in love with, right? Like, I, I fell in love with this art that changed my body, um, but it absolutely transformed my spirit, um, mentally, emotionally. Um, and I think that that is, you know, why... You know, when given the opportunity to teach it to other people, even though, you know, I was trying to block that blessing, you know, mm -hmm. saying that I wasn't worthy, um, when eventually I kind of came around to it, um, I believe everyone should train Muay Thai because I, I think the transformative nature of it, not just physically, I mean, it is a phenomenal workout, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we've all seen people that have done Muay Thai and lost 100 pounds or 50 yeah. pounds or whatever, um, but that's that's not even the biggest transformation. I right. think the empowerment and um, really just when you kind of immerse yourself in what is uh, the culture of it, you know, like this idea, it, it's a brutal sport, right? Like when you look at it, I think people are like, oh my gosh, but like. My you, mother, yeah. I mean like, why do you do that? Yeah. And I'm like, you need to try it yeah. because it really yeah. is. It makes you feel, like you said, it makes you feel very strong. And you don't have to come in and be a fighter. Yeah. You can just come in and camaraderie, crack yeah. pads, get, you know. Yeah get in shape, learn to fight. You don't yeah. have to get in the ring. Well, you know, I always push that the other way in that where we, we all are fighters, right? Like, life is a fight. Right? Yeah, like, sure. I mean, like, not to go, like, you know. Yeah. No, do it. Hey, go there. Like, get get it. Life, life, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, for sure, you know? Um, but that that is true, like, right? Like, I don't know. We've all had our shit, right? Like, I mean, my guess is we're all sitting at this table, and we've got some shit that, you know, we wanted to cash it in, um, but we had to fight right? Like we had to fight, um, sure. you know, absolutely. A hundred percent to me. That's, that's even what it is. Like you don't, like you said, you don't have to actually step in the ring. Um, but I think what you're going to learn on the mat is going to help you in life. Absolutely. Yeah. My I, confidence quadrupled when I got even like semi-decent at throwing a kick or yeah. everything else. Yeah, I don't know if my confidence grew or if I just learned how to be accepting a little bit more, even if it's like 10% of the idea that I will make mistakes in everything that I do. Yeah. And yeah. that in turn, I think not necessarily make, made me with go out on the streets with a puff chest, but at least gave me the idea that like gave me some sort of grace in every other aspect of my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I deal with failure a lot better now <laughs> because sure. of 
especially when it's a brand new thing and I fuck it yeah. up and I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I just got to do it yeah, 700 more times. Exactly, yeah. Practice to kick to a thousand expected. times. Yeah, you know, right. it's, it's the like, first 100 reps. It's yeah. expected to suck. So you said you went to school to be a teacher mm-hmm. and you were a phys ed teacher um, or was for, it just general education? Or? It was phys ed for a while. Okay. Um, and then uh, in 2010, the district that I was in uh, did a reduction in force. Um, mm. And at that time, uh, it was based on seniority. And oh. so, yeah, I was one of the youngest teachers in the district um, in the PE departments. And so I was actually let go. Oh, dang. Um, yeah. And I uh, started to teach at a charter school. So I went to a charter school for two years. Um, and that was wow. It was uh, eye opening as far as like what was expected of me in public ed and like. You know, I had a 30-minute uninterrupted lunch, you know, behind my, you know, classroom door. Nobody could ask anything of me. Like, all the things, you know, that a union gets you and all yes. of that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you get into a charter school, and they're like, and we eat our lunch in the cafeteria with the kids. And oh, like, no. What? I don't have 30 minutes? Your to, like, immune just, system yeah, said yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, you know I'm what, eating the, the same cardboard yeah, pizza yeah. they're eating. <laughs> um, and there were just a lot of things about it um, that literally I worked so hard but you know what I grew so I bet much I bet Um, I had a phenomenal principal Mm. uh the the mentality was very different in that there was massive amounts of accountability um and that is still lacking today in public education in my opinion Mm. Um, can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean? Like, accountability for teachers, yeah, accountability yeah, yeah. for yep. students? All of it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so, as part of uh, the job requirements, uh, you know, every week um, we would send home progress reports, and uh, they went home on a Friday, and then I was expected to, by Wednesday at the end of business, there was a chart in the teacher's lounge that I had to report the number of uh, the percentage of the signed progress reports that came back. Oh, okay. So I had to do that. Um, we had to turn in our lesson plans by Sunday for like the week before Sunday by six. Um, that was documented on this chart as well from our principal. Um, so like if I missed it, it was like a big fat X. And if you, you turned in your shit on time, it was a big fat check mark for everybody to see. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, everything was public in terms of this is your job. These are your responsibilities. Did you and do them or did you not? That's why we have this chart over here. <laughs> right? That yeah. says, did you come to the yeah. gym? The, the January <laughs> gym challenge. No, accountability is real, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I mean... People are uncomfortable with accountability um, a lot of times. Uh, I think I'm uncomfortable with it being done through standardized testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really frustrating. I don't even teach. I don't. General I don't ed. actually call that accountability. Okay, that makes I would me not feel call that better. accountability. No, in my because opinion. I feel like that is missing a lot of things. But I really like the idea that like everybody is held to the same standards yeah. because that can get really lost in a lot of yeah. teaching. But interesting. I really, yeah, yeah, I could see where that would be really helpful. Yeah, I mean, it, at first, um, it was very humbling. 
I first was, I was angry about it. Yeah, right? I like, was like, how dare you put my shit out there for right. other, like, how dare right. you expose that I didn't do my job? And then I'm like, now I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, yeah I was, I didn't fucking do what I was supposed to do. How Sometimes I you? wish they did that yeah. in other jobs yeah, because I'm right. like, damn. Like, that's that's right. exactly right, right? Like the good people, you know, you just you double more the work. work. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's, that's exactly that's it. what I'm saying is like in, in public education, um, you know, part of why I walked away Right, is that the, the good people just keep getting more put on their plate? Mm. While yes, the people that don't do their job, right, just don't do their job. No, right? nobody Still, that wants is exactly. to have that difficult conversation with them. Well, because right? too, you're like losing teachers like crazy, and then trying to get them back, and then asking why your turnaround is so high, and trying to figure out why that is, and then it's like, because I think we're dealing with that not necessarily at my school, but like just everywhere and I look at things and I'm not really like I am held to an accountability but it's solely by my own personal like standards like I created the job that I am in now Um, I started it I created the program that we have now but I also am like I know what other people look at. I know what they're expecting. So I want to make sure that I'm constantly trying to get better and better. But I think having that accountability, especially for someone like me who has really hard time, um, like setting deadlines for myself, that's so crucial. Like ADD is runs thick within these veins and that helps me, you know? And I don't know. That's so interesting. I really like that idea. I'm going to bring it to our principal and everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was just, um, it was definitely something to get used to, but it forced me to grow um, and made me a better teacher. Um, the feedback was real. There was there were real difficult conversations. Like, I just think as a human, I grew. And then kind of what you said, um, I actually, when, in, after two years, I was called back to the township that I was let go from um, and... Uh, in more of a leadership position, but okay. I think that's because I, I had gleaned some leadership skills at the the charter school. I had stepped up and I, um, I actually kind of carved out a, a little area for myself as far as like reading. Like there was a reading program that we used, and all of a sudden, oh, you know, nice. the, the PE teacher was the expert on reading, um, that's, which is yeah, fascinating. I have no, not, I have no but, comment yeah. on that at yeah, all. I, it's probably one of the things I am super proud of that in all of my education experience. Um, when my colleagues, like I even had a teacher uh, one time come down. She was a math teacher, and was like, uh, I just need to ask you this question my kid came to class and we were reviewing for i-step coming up at the time and they were like yeah we we learned this in pe and she was like so i need to know what the hell you're doing down here and i was like oh we were just doing i-step relays and she was like what the hell is an i-step relay and i was like well we had scooters down here and down there is a clipboard and there's math problems and the kid runs down they solve a math problem and they come back and they Um, tag tag their teammate and their teammate goes down and my job is not only to solve a math problem but to double check my teammates work right so if my teammate makes an error right then i need to i need to help them with that i need to fix that error right because at the end of the day we can finish first but that doesn't mean that we won yeah right i am so like i'm not even shut the podcast down we are solely talking (laughs) learning from other teachers gives me goosebumps it makes me want to be about like i love that that I am 100% going to put that in my thing. Yeah. That is so great. Yeah. I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah, and I, it's weird because you, like, 
I know I used to do that with Hannah. Like my daughter, I taught her how to read by making her do a scavenger hunt for sounds. So like you're gonna go do a scavenger hunt, you're gonna find the ch ch yeah. sound. And cool. so she would go and find them and we were broke as shit. But this was like in a empty cardboard like pop tart box with yeah. pieces of paper, like super simple yeah. stuff. And I'm like, how do not other people not think of that? Yeah. But I didn't even think about that. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I just think um, you know, like the concept or the idea that um really I'm a teacher. Yeah. I'm a teacher. No, Period. I love that. End of story, right? I happen to teach, or my background happens to be physical education and wellness, right? But I'm a teacher. It's everyone's responsibility to teach children to read. It's everyone's responsibility to teach children morals and values and how to be um, a part of a community, right? Like, I'm a teacher. Period. I just happen to teach PE or wellness. And then uh, I got into actually alternative ed, um, which really went well that I was into Muay Thai because that gave me a little street cred right from the get-go. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, the kids at my school definitely love the fact that I fight <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. do wrestling and hell stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, don't mess with her. No, they do. They definitely are like, <laughs> she might be small, but, like, she's yeah, kind of crazy. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I got a lot of mileage Literally. out of uh, my Muay Thai background. Oh, 100%. With yeah, students. that's awesome. It's one of the things that I always am telling them, like, okay, if we do all these, if you, like, actually do ballet today, I will say, show you how to do a takedown or something. Yeah, and they're like, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you have some? I'm so sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> I was yawning. Okay. I'm so tired. Wake up. Your Muay Thai coach must be kicking your ass if you're this tired. Yeah. She's sleepy on the podcast. Right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is just his natural state. Yeah, I am, yeah, constant state of tired. I, I got <laughs> almost eight hours last night. That was pretty good for me. Killed it. Killed it. Killed and then it. the dog said, absolutely not. Yeah. Seven hours max. Dogs and cats both. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hell no. For sure. <laughs> so I, I think that is one of the things that sets you apart from so many other gyms too is that like you have a curriculum and how do you think that like benefits your students I mean you are a teacher first and foremost and then you became a coach you just basically switch what you're teaching yeah how do you I mean what um, do you implement with there yeah I absolutely believe my educational background makes me the coach that I am um right I mean all the things you learn um pre-training for, for education. Um, I do, we do, you do. Um, I call it gradual release, right? Like, um, I think a lot of coaches, um, they have great knowledge and it's in their head, but it gets lost in translation, yeah. right? Like, because I'm going to give you the whole alphabet and tell you to remember, you know, all the letters and all the things and implement them and go, right? And it could be fantastic content, um, but it gets lost in translation. Yeah. So um, I think because of my background, um, I know and understand progressions, right? Like, I mean, we can't, we start with the end in mind, but we can't start with the whole thing. Um, and I think that that's, you know, I think that's a, a massive part of how I teach is I, I think um, long-term, right? Like, so this past weekend, we just started week one of, of camp for many of our fighters. And I sat down and I'm like, okay, I need to know what we're going to cover the next six weeks, right? Like I have to know because it has to make sense, right? Like I need to know what do they need to know? What do I need to give them in the next six weeks for them to be ready? Um, and so I planned out curriculum of what we're going to do each week. And then, you know, I take the time to, okay, um, 
you know, here's, here's the topic, here's what we're doing. And then I break it down from there. Like, what are the specific things about this? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those coaches that believe I know it all. Um, in fact, I, I think I know very little. Um, and so I am constantly, constantly, you know, scouring the internet, going to my mentors, um, attending trainings and clinics and all of that, and constantly, um, trying to learn better ways to teach things. Um, and so then I make that, that curriculum. Um, and then I think even you see that curriculum in the, our various classes. You know, we have fitness and fundamentals classes um, that sometimes may not actually, we may not do the specific drills or topic that we're doing in the advanced classes, but sometimes you will see it. Like this week, you know, we were really focusing heavy on leg kicks. And even in the fitness and fundamentals classes, we were really drilling uh, how to, you know, execute that heavy chopping leg kick, right? And that's what we did in that fitness and fundamentals class. But then our mixed level class, again, that's for that more advanced curriculum, really learning strategies and tactics to fighting. But again, the topic is leg kicks. So now we're talking all the different ways about how to make leg kicks successful for me to score points, for me to win fights, um, right? And then uh, the, the level two class that we have, we don't just spar in here. Um, you know, we, we, I like to say we do a very Thai style of sparring, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, for people that aren't familiar is, is play. It's, it's actually play. Like, um, it's, I always call it playing chess. Like the goal is to use my tools, technique, timing, and targets in a way that I outsmart my opponent. Um, uh, we, you know, that is something that, uh, you have to try to teach people, um, especially when we inherit people from other gyms. Yes. Um, if they don't come from a Muay Thai gym with a Thai style of sparring, um, there, it, it takes some time for them to understand, right? Like we're not just trying to knock each other's heads off here. Battering each other. Yeah. Um, and I think people come, come around to it eventually. It definitely, uh, if people have trained and they've trained in other gyms, it definitely takes time for them to understand it um, and to see the value of it, right? Like, I, I think a lot of times, especially um, not just, uh, I don't want to be sexist, but especially <laughs> men, right? Like, um, to be like, hey, go light. Yeah. Like, touch, touch yeah. spar. Like, you know, figure out how to change rhythm and timing and tools, right? Targets to be effective versus just throwing shit hard. Yeah. Right. right? Like, this isn't working. I just need to do it faster and harder. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a no. Um, so really just trying to, to cultivate um, that mentality with, with people. Um, I think if they've never trained anywhere, then they don't know anything different. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, and then they go to another gym and they're yeah. like, they were yeah, so yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were it's, smashing my head yeah. in. Yeah, it's hard to correct you know, X amount of years of doing yes. it the same way yep. every day. Yep. And then, yeah. But you last longer. I mean, it's exactly. the longevity of a fighter. You shouldn't be having fights in the gym. It's about yep. playing and, yeah. you know, there's no gold stars in practice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. Do you ever have them turn it up during fight camp? Um, we do, yeah. So, um, you know, last night we did some open sparring. We didn't get a great turnout from other gyms, but uh, in the past we've some we've done some cross training with other gyms. And I mean, Brandon, I think heard me say it the other day is like we take care of our teammates in open sparring. Yep. Mm, go for it, fuck them up. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying be dirty, like or no, like anything no. like that. But I'm saying if you're gonna hit somebody hard, I'd rather you hit somebody hard that doesn't train with us. Yeah. Um, than your teammate. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. you know, that's but true. Also, obviously, just kind of walk it back because I don't want to look like an asshole. Um, you we'll know, we, we, always, yeah. <laughs> we always we always 
just talk about like, you know, using your voice and, and having an agreement, right? Like right. I'm, I'm watching the lead, right? Like if I'm like, Hey man, I want to go 90%, yep. then fine. It's an agreed upon, yeah. right? Like we're banging. Cool. Um, but then you don't just cycle to the next person, especially if they're, you know, not as big, strong or experienced as you, and then start out at 90 again, right? right? Like, especially if they're smaller than you, you let them take the lead. Obviously, sometimes you have those people who are small and especially those people that are newer that may not understand how hard they're hitting. Um, and that's that tricky position for somebody to be in because, right, like, I mean, you're smashing me and I'm trying to be nice to you yeah. um, and you don't even understand you're smashing me. Um, but we talk a lot about using our voice, right? Like, I mean, yeah. And then if you got to send a message hard to the body not to yeah. head, right? Like, we gotta take care of people's heads. Sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, a leg yeah. will heal if I smash your leg with that leg kick. Will it? I'm still waiting for mine to heal. Thank you. One day. Yeah, then you gotta stay off it for yeah. six months. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And then coach is like, where the hell have you been? Right. My leg. It still hurts. Uh, yeah. That's- Taking it back to the teacher thing, like, getting an actual, like, Excel spreadsheet of what the hell I'm doing for the next six weeks, super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that definitely is, um, I think that's teaching background. I think that's also um, type A personality. Um, I like organization. Mm-hmm. Um, Girl, but, same. Yeah, I mean, you'll, <laughs> you'll hear me say, you've probably heard me say it uh, before, like, um, you know, there are times that I give instructions and everybody's fucking confused, right? Like, and so you'll hear me say if the, if the students are confused, it's the teacher's fault. Yep, right? I love I mean, that. that's just from education. Like, if my kids don't yep. know what... I'm asking them to do. If they yep. don't understand what the task was, that's on me. Um, and that, that's, that's the same in the gym, right? Like, so if it's your fight camp um, <laughs> and you don't know what the fuck to do, that's my fault, right? So the, the spreadsheet uh, outlined for you, like, there should be no question about what you're expected to do. It's there on the paper. Um, obviously, if you don't know, ask me, but, like, I try to make it as user-friendly as possible. Yeah. When, well, when I was looking at the run, I was looking at it on my phone. It didn't really zoom in. I was like, 15 minutes, but there's all these numbers. What the fuck? <laughs> Coach, any help? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the interval run is new. Um, you know, I actually, uh, I don't know if you're going to have to edit this out, but I stole it from Orange Theory. Um, oh. <laughs> so in the well, last year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, trademark? yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's trademarked or what, but, um, in the last year, kind of my own, again, going back to my journey, right? Like, so, um, in the last year, a little over a year, I've lost 55, 60 pounds. Um, and some of that, uh, you know, my partner and I started to, uh, work out together and she was a member at Orange Theory. Um, and so I was, it was basically like we started to go once a week. That's kind of how I edged my way back into workout. Um, I'm going to kind of make another plug. Get yourself a coach. Hell right? Like whatever yes. your goals are, get yourself a coach. Invest yeah. in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Invest in you yourself. Know, so like people are like, you own a gym. You know, why are you fat? Or you own a gym. Why don't you just go work out at your gym? Because I'm the coach and I'm yep. coaching, right? Like who's my coach? Um, and so when my partner and I started to go um, and train together at a different gym, right? Like then I won. I started getting ideas, right? Like I became a yep. better coach because yep. I'm learning how somebody else does this thing, um, right? And then I'm getting coaching. Somebody else is always going to get out of you more than you're going to get out of yourself. Yep. That's just the reality. We, um, as humans, look for the path of least resistance and the least amount of pain. Even yep. if we're hard-ass motherfuckers working, right? Like I know you, you, you both come in, you came in today, you didn't have to, and you did the mileage, the team run, you did class, right? Like you both are 
hard-ass workers, right? But I'm going to stand over you and I'm going to yell. Absolutely. Fucker, one more. You Absolutely. Know, like, ah, a little bit harder. You, I love, love it. Up, yeah, yeah. You're going to push just beyond where you would have pushed by yourself. I, mm-hmm. I guarantee it. That's just Absolutely. how it's going to work, yeah. you know? And so, you know, people are always like, ah, I have this goal. I have that goal. Cool. Get yourself a coach. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, finances. Like, I want to I want to be, you know, independently wealthy. I want to whatever. Like, what? Cool. Get yourself a coach. And, yep. and a mentor coach, same thing. You know? Like, you don't know what you don't know. And somebody else. You, I, I, again, PE background. Like, in college, I did a shit ton of physiology classes. You know, I know PE majors have the reputation of being dumb jocks. But, like... Butler My way, I can teachers tell you. were all like golfing people or football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I you know I pride myself on um, being a student and and learning, um, and I want to constantly learn. So I think that's the other part, right? You, you get yourself a coach, a mentor, even if you know a lot. Right, like go find the people that know more. You can't see yeah. me, but I am nodding like my head is about to fall yeah, off. Like this is the preach, please. That's super true though, because like I have um, our cousin Adam, he's a lifting coach and nutrition and all that stuff, and so he's helped me with my lifts now. And like I've been kind of lifting by myself for a while, yep. and then it's like, hey, you're fucking this up, this is and this. I'm like, where? How? <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this for forever. You sure? Like, but it's true though. Like you really need. I mean, you know, if you can afford to get have everybody do every aspect of what you do like that, you know, or yeah. it is important. So that is how those the interval run came about. Is I love that. Just, uh, I don't yeah. think that's technically stealing. I think <laughs> intervals yeah. are really important. I mm-hmm. think that interval training is the only kind of training that has really like made my running better i i think one of the things that i was taught as a runner which i don't consider myself a runner but i do love doing it is you don't just run distance because it's not going to eventually make your time better you have to interval train sometime in there strength train and rest days and like literally doing a two miler and knowing where i was and then being able to see that progress through the interval training is going to be really helpful. Yeah. But I have a question for you. Yeah. This is totally because I struggle with this in my own teaching class. <laughs> how do you teach kids how to fail and fail with grace? And, f- yeah. like, I think teaching someone how to fail is really important, but it yeah. becomes it comes with this big, like, shame aspect and I've noticed that you do this in the gym a lot and I think I remember being like thank you for giving us a place that I can fail and not feel like a failure yeah um you know not to just throw out teaching buzzwords but (laughs) growth mindset you know okay yeah yeah yeah. Um, growth mindset is huge right so you hear me say in the gym a ton progress not perfection yeah perfection is an illusion yes and there's always somebody that's better that's going to do it better right like there is no perfect Right? Because somebody's going to do it better, right? It, it's just the way it is. Um, and uh, so I, I constantly say progress, not perfection. Okay. Right? Like the goal is always growth, right? Um, I think also uh, being transparent, like owning my own failures. So I'll tell you a really quick story Please. about like... Um, super humbling experience <laughs> in the life of a Muay Thai coach. Okay. Super humbling. <laughs> uh, so way back in 2013 or 2014, in my first year or so of, of teaching, I'm at that gym with my buddies, and we do a smoker, okay? And I had uh, a girl 
who wanted to do the smoker, but we had no other females that was that could match with her experience-wise or anything. So here I am. I'm like, okay, I'll go. All right, like, bad idea from the get-go. Like, the coach shouldn't shouldn't go. Like, we clearly my experience was far more than hers. But okay. I'm like, it's all good. I'll be easy. I'm gonna take it easy. All of it, you know. Um, and we get in there, and and I can justify it every single way. Like, I threw a head kick, right? She turned into it doesn't fucking matter I shouldn't have thrown the head kick right I shouldn't have thrown a head kick to uh, a novice right a student of mine broke her fucking nose mm. oh yep in front of everybody right like in the ring mm. at a smoker event a few hundred people family friends fucking broke my student's nose right like to her credit though into the, the round her husband shoves Vaseline up her nose she comes back out for the next two rounds. Fuck yeah, yes. Badass, badass. Hell yes. Badass, you know. Uh, but our relationship was definitely strained mm -hmm. for a real long time. Um, you know, they, they took some time off out of the gym. And uh, then we had to have a sit down, right? Like, I mean, clearly she's pissed. My coach just fucking broke my nose, you know, rightfully so. Um, and she did come back and kept training. I mean, they took, you know, a month or so off, let her nose heal everything. We had to sit down. They came back and trained. I mean, um, time passed. I see them. They don't actively train, but, like, there is zero hard feelings. Like, I see them out in public, and they hug me. Like, um, you know, I think it was a, a growth experience for her, too. Like, you know, yeah. think about that. You got your fucking oh, yeah. nose broke by your coach, and then you're like, you know what, this bitch, I'm not going to stop training. I'm going to keep coming Hell to your yeah. last motherfucker, you know, Dude. or I'm going to keep doing the last two rounds with you. And to Hell yeah. Hurt, and to come yeah. back out yeah, yeah. in your very first fight, because it's easy, yeah. like, especially your first one, you're like, and you're not getting paid, it's just yeah. a smoker. It's yeah. like, shit, man, like, I just, yeah. I'm done. Like, you know, like, it's, it's, so, that's a testament to her. It, yeah, and, and it's just, you know, so huge, massive fucking failure, right? Like, to me. Sure. Like, that's, like, the epitome of, like, failure as a coach, right? Like, I, I should never, ever hurt my students, ever, you know? Like, even now, I feel horrible about it, you know? And um, But I, I tell that story. Um, I, I think I try to own my failures. I think you guys probably might have heard me say this week, um, you know, we had a fighter that fought this past weekend. Um, and you can ask him, even after the fight, I told him, you know, I, I think I failed you in this area. I don't think I prepared him with a certain set of skills in his fight, specifically clinch. He came from a kickboxing background. We didn't spend enough time. Not that they didn't clinch. Like his, it's not like his opponent clinched him and he didn't know what the fuck to do. No, yeah. I just think he could have easily, handily sure. won the fight if he understood when the guy was pressuring forward um, and pushing past his range. Um, if he would have just clinched him up, I think he would have destroyed the dude. Um, but he just didn't understand how to handle the forward pressure. Um, and I, I take that. That's mine. That's my fault. You know, and it, so I think, um, going back to kind of your original question, I think that I model that. Like, I mean, you'll hear me after almost every single time somebody fights, I come back into the gym, and the thing that I will say, and usually what um, will also guide my curriculum, right, like why we did leg kicks this week, because I absolutely believe that my fighter could have won the fight if he had stayed on the leg, Right? Like he kicked the dude's leg, the guy switched his stance, the guy shuffled his weight, like all the indicators were there if he had just went to town. So then like I run it back, you know, I'm like, God damn, why didn't I just tell him in the corner, I need 50 fucking leg kicks in the next three minutes. <laughs>
touch his fucking leg 50 times or I'm going to punch you in your fucking <laughs> mouth. You know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I talk reckless. Um, no, I love it. I love it. It gets you, I was like, it gets you amped up. I mean, up. I'd be like, I don't want that. Stop <laughs> going and do it, you know? But you know, that's, that's honestly... I, I was trying to coach him about the range. Like I was trying to, to, to coach him, hey, when he pushes past your teep or he pushes past your jab, the range, because the guy was shorter than him. So he was just mm-hmm. trying to get past his his length. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a great job with it. He pushed in and he kept backing up our uh, guy. Good. Yeah. Good for know. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then like, so here I am in the corner trying to tell him like, don't let him get past your range. Well, when he gets past your range, like I need you to push forward instead of going backwards and clench him up. When really in hindsight, I wish I would have just said, 50 kick kicks on his leg in the next three minutes. 50 kicks. Clutch his leg 50 times. And I'll buy you a drink yeah, afterwards. Because I, I think it probably would have only taken maximum of 10 three. more. Yeah, as okay, I say, 10. 10. 10. I'll give him 10. Okay, but okay. Honestly, I probably, yeah, three more. Yeah. And, and the fight would have been over. You know, so um, I came back into the gym. And just like I pretty much do after every fight, I own where I, as a coach, right, made a mistake. Right? Like, hey, man. I realize now that I didn't prepare him this way, or I realize that I haven't prepared our team this way, and this is what we need to do. This is what we need to get better, right? Because it's not, the goal is not success, right? Like, oh, I solved the math problem going back to the classroom or whatever, right? Like, yeah. it's the process, not the product, right? Like, it's the process, the process, the process. Like, if I'm just fighting for wins, I'm, I'm kind of missing the point, yeah. in my opinion, uh, which is unfortunate because our our society and right combat sports it, it is you, yeah. have to, you have to win right yep. yeah. to, to get to my the highest pinnacle non-fighting friends when i'd say oh i fought over the weekend the first thing other math did you win did you win yeah like get the always. fuck out of here like always did you, you know? we want to win we trained to win absolutely you should um, just start saying yep i did yeah. and then they'll just congratulate you and they won't ask you how you won you can yeah. just be like yes i won yep, because sure i got in the yeah. ring yeah the end and that's uh, you know i'm gonna run that back to um, kind of when we talk about like what I found to be true about Muay Thai and how it translates to life and all of that, um, I really try to ingrain into our, our team, our fighters, right? Like, and it is actually a rich tradition perspective is that um, my opponent is, is not my like opponent. Like I'm my opponent. My opponent is just there to show me what I'm good at and what I need to get better at. Like they're a mirror. Yeah. Right? Like so really, again, cultivating this idea about progress right? like I, I fight not to win I mean yes I want to win I fight to find out where I am right like because I can have this really elevated sense of my skills right like I'm the best toughest motherfucker out here man listen to me crack pads man listen to me hit the bag I'm so fast I'm so good and then I get in the ring and I get punched in the fucking mouth and I'm like, me yeah I'm a little bitch right me yeah right well and that's that's a huge kind of mental uh groundwork that I have to do with our fighters right like yeah. we're all in there right like and most of us are fighting because we're trying to prove things to ourselves we're trying to prove me. to ourselves <laughs> yeah we're Absolutely. trying to prove to ourselves that we're not a little bitch mm-hmm. you know, we have those demons and everything mm-hmm. um and so the work is is um is grand on how to get get fighters to really shift from that I have to win to have value, right? Like, if I win, then I'm a success, right? And that's not really it, right? Like, why, why are you fighting? Why are you in there? Um, and what is the point of fighting, right? I, I, you'll hear me say again, it doesn't make you a badass to beat somebody up that's not as good as you. Oh, you went in and mauled some dude that didn't know what the fuck to do? Wow, you're really super fucking tough. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not like cool at all. Yeah. 
you know. You can be the best in the world, you don't fight yeah. slouches. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so just really, really cultivating that mindset of, right, I'm, I'm fighting to find out where I'm at. And then, you know, if I win, it's usually really easy to pick things out that I did well. Sure. Right? When I lose, it's usually easier to pick things out that I didn't do well, that I need to grow upon. So they both serve the purpose, you know? Like, wins build confidence. They show you what you do well. Um, in my opinion, they don't expose your weaknesses quite like losses do. Um, but, you know, that's why you should be fighting tough opponents, right? And, and getting that feedback about where really your skills are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not trying to be the best in the world, trying to be the best version of you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to repeat that to myself often and always. I, it is I, I a struggle to. bus yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was a bigger kid in high school, too. So, like, I, you know, once you start seeing the results, whether it's losing weight or, or you're punching harder, faster, yep. or, or whatever it is, it's just it makes a big difference in, in how you see yourself and your perspective on, you know, hard things because you yep. can do hard things, yep. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that before we started recording, you were talking about how you went to Thailand. Do you want to talk about that trip? Because it was kind of a lovely story. Yeah, sure. So um, my very first trip to Thailand was in 2015. And uh, I, so I'd been teaching a few years. Um, I had been in a relationship for several years, seven, seven to be exact. Um, and, uh, that relationship ended, um, very ugly, very messy, very ugly. Um, so much so like, uh, we were kind of also, I don't know if it was when we were recording or not talking about darkness and struggles and the demons and all of that sort of stuff, right? Like, um, it was a very, very dark period in my life. Um, and, um, I guess maybe inspired by the, the book and the movie, um, is it eat, pray, eat, pray, love? Yeah, eat, I think, pray, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm fucking going to Thailand by myself. Love like, it. much to my parents' dismay. You no, know, they for like, real. You're doing what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going. Two Bye. weeks. Are your myself. parents in the Midwest? Um, they were, yeah. They okay, just okay. Moved to okay. In Illinois. Oh, those lucky, lucky yeah, parents. Yeah, they got out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they were like, you're doing what? And they're like, who's going with you? I'm like, nobody. It's just me. Bought my ticket. I'm going. I've emailed this gym. This is where I'm going to go. Um, you know, and, uh, literally, so I fly, you know, um, I remember like just, you know, international airport where you, it's not in English. I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? And like, no smartphone at this time that you could uh, have like a translator I mean, or I probably had like a really old ass phone. Like I probably still had a bl- flip phone. I don't oh, know. Like, like a, I don't what know. Are those <laughs> bird, um, were you chirping people? Yeah, on the, I don't, on the, yeah, uh, I don't know what it was. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I don't think it was an iPhone. Okay. I don't think okay. I got into the iPhone until, until much later. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm not an early adopter, if you will. That's okay. Uh, that's so, okay. Yeah. Steve Jobs forgives you. It's yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. And then I get there and it literally is the middle of the night. So I like, I, I think I even have the picture of the duty standing there with like Bradley on the piece of paper. And I'm like, that is my fucking name. You. I know you. that. For yeah. Fact. yeah. Watch yeah. it just be like the first yeah. name of some dude. And you're like, I took right, his yeah. tag. So, <laughs> yeah. Like the dude barely spoke any English. Oh, I mean, wow. like it was like pointing to a name on a paper and literally it's, it's midnight. It's midnight there uh. when I get in and the dude puts me in this van and they're like, oh my no God. street lights. It's dark as fuck. And this is when I'm like, 
hey, maybe this is what my parents were mm-hmm, worried mm-hmm, about. Like, mm-hmm. like this moment right here. Okay, clearly you did not grow up on 2020 <laughs> and Dateline and oh, no, Unsolved yeah, Mysteries. Like, damn, yeah. damn. Yeah, so here I am in this van, and this dude is like, you know, like pedaling through. Like, it's dark as fuck. I'm like, oh, my God. This. I'm going to fucking die. I'm all by myself. He pulls up. And it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if you want to call it a hotel, but it's on the, it's a camp, you know, and he runs up to the door, gets my shit out, hands the key, puts the key in, opens the door and like puts the luggage in. And it's like, camp points that way. Like, camp. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. And then, like, I get in there and I like lock the door and it's like this bare ass white wall. And I'm like, like, I, I don't even know if I sat on the bed because I was like, what the fuck have I done? Like, here I am <laughs> in Thailand by myself. Like, and I'm sure there's probably going to be like some big ass snake in the toilet or in the shower, come out of the shower. Like, I don't fucking know. No, nope. I was terrified. I was like, I, I think I've made a mistake. Um, but I just waited until the morning. And then I like, I looked out the, the window the next morning. And there was this dude and he definitely had tie shorts on. And I was like, all right, I'm going to follow this dude. And, uh, so I follow him and I get to the gym. I'm like, okay. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, this dude, he was from, uh, New Zealand. And so he and I became fast friends. Um, we trained together. Um, it was, it was amazing. I mean, um, I'm a a very picky eater. So I packed all kinds of like protein bars and protein drinks like mixes and everything but like by day whatever i don't know six i had run out of all my shit oh god yeah so i was like what the fuck am i gonna eat you're not allowed to pack for our (laughs) desert island trip noted like like, oh my god what am i gonna eat so i remember like going down the main drag and finally i found this restaurant that had like pictures of fries and pizza and it said (laughs) fries and pizza in english i I know what that is yeah i was like oh my god thank you baby jesus (laughs) yeah so then i like skipped on in there and like the menu was like thai and english and i was like oh Oh, thank you thank you i'm not gonna die here yeah Yeah. i can live in thailand (laughs) i can live here i figured it out yeah yeah so it was uh it was incredible I did the whole uh, Thai massage thing over there and um, made a funny Facebook post about it. It was like probably, it's probably like historically my most liked post ever in that. Uh, if you've never had like a true Thai massage. I have not. Definitely do it. Okay. okay. Like, uh, I mean, like she rode me like sea biscuit. Like okay. I shit you not, like okay. fucking rode on top of me. Amazing. Like bending, like pulling my arms. Pulling oh my gosh. Like you can't see me, but no, I mean, you can't, like, but oh my God. And then I don't know. She like was on my back. Like I, I'm like, I wasn't sure if we were doing like a Cirque du Soleil route. Like I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know the moves. Like tell me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Is there a safe word? Yeah, What's yeah, going yeah, on? exactly. And then like her arm is around my neck. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to tap at this point. Like, right, exactly. I don't know much about this, but I don't know. Protect your neck, Jamie. Yeah, protect yeah. your neck. The whole thing was fucking wild. And it was like, it, it literally cost me like $5. I was yeah. like, well, that was the best $5 of my life. Literally. Like, I've heard that like, that's how a lot of people kind of go broke when they go over there is because oh it's just five bucks and you can get a massage like every day like it's just five dollars and then before you know it you've spent six hundred dollars and you're like oh shit i came back with so much gear and shit because like it it literally i mean you're in the motherland yeah it was it was so cheap everything was cheap 
I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, if you can get yourself over there with the airfare. Oh, we are. I mean, we will. Yeah, yeah, we will. That is on our eat, pray, love list. I know. Yeah. When Sarah was here, she's like, everyone just wants to go to the beach. And I'm like, yes, I just want to yeah. go to the beach. Like, if you guys want to train, like, I definitely yeah, will train, I'm, but I want do to drink yeah, I want to do all of it. Yeah, the beach. I don't want to ride an elephant, but no, I do want to yeah. see no, it. They have the sanctuaries. Oh, do they? Okay, I'll ride that elephant if they want me to. Like yeah, I'll touch so they it. have the ones that that you feed and you bathe. Yes, I want like, that. Yeah, like you're not. They don't. It's not the one where like they're. I don't want yeah. that. I yeah. want to give my money to the sanctuary, yeah, yeah, and they, I yeah. just yeah, they rescue the elephants. Oh. That Absolutely, are being yeah. I want to yeah. be Tony Jaw in the Protector. Yeah. Is yeah. what I want. And they like, have those places, <laughs> and that's where I would. Tell I want to be Danny Glover in Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Yes, Thank let's you. do it. Very okay. similar movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to give this suppository to the elephant. Oh, my gosh. I, I will let you do that. Right. You're in there. <laughs> I really love that you got there, and it was so dark. It's such a wild metaphor for exactly what you were going for. Like, yeah. you went there in such a dark part of your life, and you just waited till morning, yep. and you just followed the tie shorts. Yep. Yeah, that's what you got. That's yeah. I feel like that's like the the, the northern light of like yeah. Thailand. It's like just follow the Thai shorts. Yeah. Like. And the dogs, They're, the dogs were everywhere. Like that was the, there was a dog that I literally would be a mess. stayed on my porch. Like I was like, oh, shut up. And then he followed me every day to the gym. Like I mean, it was yeah. And there were chickens running around. Like there would be chickens that would come in and run around in the ring and everything. I was like, this is fantastic. This man. is I'm serious. <laughs> like I'm like I know I'm supposed to go back to Chile eventually, but like if we post owned that trip till maybe a later and we just go to thailand, go to thailand yeah. but i wouldn't come back with gear i'd come back with like a pack of dogs and like a chicken under each yeah. arm yeah my dad asked me that uh there was when i made that post he was like so the question is are you coming back with the dog right the massage therapist yes. or i don't remember what the other all of said. that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. good masseuse is hard to find yeah, yeah. so now that i know i need to go i just need to leave the country yeah. i also am like i know that everyone goes broke in thailand on massages but like i go broke here on starbucks and yeah. i I feel like one is better than the other sure, at this absolutely. point. So. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Right, exactly. My last question for you. Yeah. And you can take your time because we can edit as much dead air as we want out. Perfect. What do you think your superpower is? Because I think all of us have one, but I think that we haven't taken the time to really reflect on it. So what do you think your superpower is? I think my superpower... Um... I think I'm uh, a big feeler, right? I, I think that um, I'm, a, I'm a dreamer. Um, I'm empathetic um, in terms of like, I, I mean, I get made fun of all the time at home because I cry, you know, like at fucking Disney movies. Same, right? Like commercials. I, I just, yeah, like dog rescue videos. I, forget yeah. about it. Forget. I think about I it. just. Um, I think that I just am really trying to live this human experience right like I just think I'm I want to learn as much as I can I want to feel as much as I can um you know and I, I think that's it is that um I, I definitely I was gonna say I'm not guarded but I am absolutely I am I come across as a big fucking bitch until you get to know me um but that's also I'm a Capricorn so I sit back and I take things in you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, we could dissect that, but we'll leave it all alone. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that uh, if you have if you have the chance to get past my walls and get in there, um, I think I'm I think my ability to want to and to be able to connect with other people 
is probably my superpower is that that connection I think I crave it um, but I also think that it it answers that craving for others too right like I, I think that we are designed to connect right and that's part of why CrewFit exists um, you know I, I want CrewFit to be a community where people come in and they feel connected Right. Obviously, through the art of Muay Thai, we also offer BJJ boxing, all of that, like whatever your specific community is, whether that's the BJJ, you know, program community, um, Muay Thai, whatever. But like, that's what I want is I want I, th- I just think that, you know, disconnection, isolation, darkness, right? Like we, we go back, right? Like we've all got it. Like you can tell me your story. I can tell you mine. You know, mine has lots of darkness. It has, you know, self-harm, self-hate right? Like, I mean, we've got it. And if we'll take the time to, to be vulnerable with other people and to share it and to, um, connect with other people, you know, just, uh, I think that that's what life is about. And I think Muay Thai and crew fit is just the vehicle that I'm using, um, to try to make that superpower happen. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think that's, exactly why people gravitate to this place because that connection is there and I think you're absolutely right and what makes you a great coach is that connection because I think that can definitely get lost on so many levels but even as terrifying as you are in fight games <laughs> <laughs> oh it's only week one baby you gotta wait until hell week week four man oh, you'll be nice. like god oh, damn I didn't think she could get any worse yeah I can <laughs> I like it it's good for me he loves yeah. it he loves I, uh, it I was I, actually um, not to cut you off but I wanted to give both of you a compliment I was telling people it had to be Thursday or Friday it might have been I don't know it was Thursday or Friday in classes um, and I absolutely adored your rounds on Wednesday Um, just your loving support like I was telling people um, that you were you know you held pads for him Um, obviously you didn't do the ground stuff with him but then the last little bit the conditioning and the core you know that you were there right with him inch for inch rep for rep and the whole time you know like you're fucking exhausted man uh to have her with you being like you know easy work is what you know your hard work is easy work and come on (laughs) one more rep like i i just i almost you know i wanted to grab my phone but the other part of me was like what a fucking lovely moment (laughs) like i'm just gonna stand here and take this in right like to to have your person grinding this fight camp out with you like I don't know it just like I was about to cry right oh. <laughs> you know, like, it just really was it yeah, was like we, fucking beautiful we absolutely have each other's backs yeah. 100%. In every, yeah. We, yeah we very much push each other to be better in every aspect yeah. of our lives and thank you for pointing yeah. that out because I think I think as a couple you I, I personally I'm really good about focusing on all the things that I do in a relationship that's like not great like i am a crier like, i'll cry right now if you allow me i am mr spock no yeah and like our you know it's always like i'm not doing this enough i'm not doing this enough and you know like i i forget that i do offer other aspects that i can definitely help yeah. with like making sure that there's no peanut butter in the house or like <laughs> being it's here when i can fully and presently for you you know yeah. so thank you for pointing that out that yeah. was really sweet thank oh, yeah. you yeah. Dude, this has been awesome. Thank yeah. you so Thank much you for sitting down with us. Yeah, I think super fun. I'm really excited to I don't think expose is the right word because I think the word is out on crew fit, but like this place is 
is a great place. Yeah, and anyway, we can community let motherfuckers know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know. Yay. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much.